You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I am your guest host, Jasper, because I shanghaied the podcast and tied Mike and Austin up, and they're in a closet somewhere. Hmm. No, I am your guest host, Jasper, and I am with our lovely hosts, Mike and Austin. You're 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 gonna have to you're gonna have to duct tape us a little bit tighter next time. I'm so sorry. I mean, we we, I tried. Chewed, we chewed right through that stuff, man. I ear. Yeah. It tasted like licorice. Kind I mean, of. it was licorice. So why are you using the good licorice? Even better, because nobody actually like. I don't like licorice, so <gasps> it just kind of sits oh. there. Well, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to let you go, Jasper. Okay, bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> Is that, mm. that is, that's that's the eternal the eternal debate, right? It's not it's not uh, you know Republican Democrat. It's not good or evil. It's do you like licorice or not? Um, I I just I just I don't like like black licorice. That's the only thing I don't. Very, yeah, it does. It does have one of those flavors where you're like you're either gonna love it or hate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like black licorice sometimes. Yeah. I love, but here's the funny thing. I might not like the taste, but I love the smell of licorice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's weird. Huh? Hmm. Interesting. All Speaking right. of, what is our topic tonight? Um. Yeah. Yes, actually. Yes, Jasper. What is our topic tonight? Oh, we are talking about witchcraft and neurodivergency. Yeah. Um, and you mm-hmm. said su- you suggested this topic actually, Jasper. Um, and I think a while ago, if I remember correctly, and then we got just caught up living our uh, amazing jet set lifestyle as the powerful witches that we all are. Yes. And um, and we're just now getting back to this. So um yeah. But I think I think this is a really good topic though. And um, you know, I know for sure we here in the shop, we 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 deal with a, a lot of people uh who come in. You know who are, you know who are who are you know on what I what, what I would identify, and I don't know if this is the technical or the, you know the scientific, the medical term for this, but people that I know I would identify that are kind of like on the spectrum of neurodivergency, um, and um, you know, and they're really looking for a way to connect to these kinds of spiritual practices. And while there aren't really big changes, I think that really need to be made. There are certainly some important things to consider. So. Um, so yeah, so let's let's dig in um a little bit about the or, or on this. Um so Jasper, really quickly, because I know um um with the, the sub, kind of the nature of some of the work that you do, you're you're currently involved in um, you know, you're you're in the behavioral sciences field and you've got education in that. Um how how would you identify neurodivergency uh before we start to kind of talk about spiritual practice? Like how would you define neurodivergency? Oh, that is an interesting question. It's it's um it's without sounding controversial, it's very much an observable thing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um people 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 act a certain way and it kind of gives you a clue. Um uh, people let's let's take um autism spectrum disorder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ASD which I don't like calling it a disorder. I, I really like, it just means you have a spicy brain. Um, there you go. I would see certain people like that have like ticks, and yeah. they have certain things that cause them to do certain things. It's not like quite like Tourette's or anything like that. It's um, they just, they have a certain thing they have to do. They have a method of doing things and it's observable behaviors 
that cue us into going, oh, okay, let's look a little bit deeper into this. Um, before I started studying psychology, I worked as um, a, um, a behavioral technician where I worked with children who were on the uh, autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we learned a lot. Like you can diagnose these things, but like, it's really tricky to diagnose autism at such a young age. Yeah. And so any kind of neurodivergency, autism, ADHD, OCD. Um, and, and I know that people still say that like ADD is a thing, but really um, it's actually become kind of um, commonplace amongst this, uh, the psychology community that ADHD is the complete term now everybody who would ah. say they have add mm -hmm. also has adhd because it's a hyperfixation. gotcha okay um which if you're attention deficit you can surely be attention deficit but you're going to also hyperfixate on one thing and get zeroed in on it which causes you to forget everything else yeah um, awesome. Pay attention. Have... what yeah right austin yes where'd you go um oh he He was floating just now, didn't you see him? Yeah, he yeah, he's uh I don't know, I think he's still in that post submissive high from having had to chew his way through the uh the licorice flavored duct tape. Afterglow. I was gonna say it's either that or he's got that uh he's um fifth dimensional consciousness finally hit. Come 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 out of subspace, Austin. Come come back. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, so neurodivergency. I mean, thank you. I mean, neuro neurodivergency. I think the the thing in asking that question, I guess, and and really, you know, I wanted to make sure we we talked about that or we got that out there a bit, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna you know mention a couple other things here in a moment for for the benefit of our listeners. But I really do think um, the majority of the people in the world, the these a neurodivergency in of whatever kind, um, you know, is I think so common. Now, I think I think it always has been, to be honest. I just I think that we have finally progressed in our uh, understanding of of human psyche, human behavior, these kinds of things, to the point where we're more clearly able to identify these things. Um, and I think that um, because of of some of that, I think that the majority of the people in the world, like ev everyone, I, th I think at this point knows someone. If if they are, if you are not personally neurodivergent, you know someone who is, mm -hmm. um, because. I, you know, it's, it, it is, it's just, just neurodivergency is, is, is very common. doesn't seem like the right word, but, but it's, it's, it's common. Um, it's not, it's not uncommon. No, <laughs> but like, that's the only way to describe it is because a, a majority of, a majority of people, um, you know, what is neurotypical And even then, a lot of people who are uh, being considered, yeah. are, are who consider themselves neurotypical, are like they have certain things, and you're like, "Are you sure about that? Have you been tested?" You know. Mm. Um, and later on in life, they find out, "Oh no, no, you have ADHD, and you've had ADHD your entire life, which is why you have a hard time keeping these things down." Mm -hmm. Um. So, so I, I think it's more common than it is uncommon. Well, and that begs the question, what's the standard? Yeah. Like, what's the baseline? Are we judging a baseline of neurotypical over, over who? Who is the one that is, like, neurotypical that we're like, all right, this is, yeah. this is normal. 
you're not this. So, um, but actually neurodivergent is, is like when, when I was in school, there was like a subgroup of us that were kind of like part of, we were gunning for the, uh, the change instead of having things like autism spectrum, ADHD, um, all these other things we were just like we should just coin the phrase neurodivergent for all of them because if you when you break it down when you're treating these type of things um really you're using the same kind of thing you're seeing a behavioral specialist like if you have adhd you're seeing some type of like a therapist if you have autism spectrum some type of a therapist that all deal with the behavior portion mm -hmm. of that that way you learn how to cope it's learning coping skills to 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 deal with these things and if yeah. you've reached that point um really it doesn't matter what we're calling it mm -hmm. so i think that like saying neurotypical and neurodivergent is it should be the standard yeah personally oh yeah i would i would agree i would agree and i, th and I think you raised some very good points there um yeah um i, I do want to say kind of although that we kind of we we've really we've kind of said this without you know, quite literally saying it quite yet, but um, in talking about this tonight, um, it, it's probably good for us to clarify kind of at the beginning that um, because there is such a wide range of behaviors that could be classified or that do fall under the realm of neurodivergencies, um, we just want to make sure right now that in any kind of example that we make tonight, anything that we may we may call attention to specifically, that in no ways are are any of those things meant to be a monolith for the neurodivergent communities, you know, at, you know, as a whole, right? Because that that's just that's just that would be impossible. Just just much much too different, much too different. Too many too many people, too many different things going on. So, yeah, oh. that's why that's why I think it's really uh, uh, awesome that like while all three of us would fall under the camp of being neurodivergent, we're not telling our our folks what we have. Um, because I don't want somebody to be like, oh, Jasper has this, uh, Jasper is the standard for that. Absolutely not. Or yeah. Mike has this, or Austin has that. Although well, I'm Austin gonna, I'm is gonna the only neurotypical person. I'm kidding. Austin is, is definitely neurotypical. Boy, that's, well, you, you pegged him. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I am neurotypical. No, actually, I no. am going to share. I am going to at some point during this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about some of my recent discovery. Um, just to what kind of talk, you... just to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, oh my, and, oh and my so, God, are you straight? Did you come out of straight? Um, yes. Yes. Gasp. Audible gasp. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, moving um, no, on. You're good. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, anyway, but I, you know, I do want to talk about that a little bit, maybe um, as we progress, because I, I think there's it's it's a very interesting thing. I think uh, that conversation, and and I guess really in bringing that up later on, I, I think what I really want to do is just kind of talk a little bit about the um, emotional processing that one kind of goes through when you get to a point where you're able to figure something like that out about yourself, and how I've I've learned that that is something that can really strongly parallel a lot of the other shadow work kinds of processes that we do in witchcraft and other kinds of spiritual practice. Um, but anyway, but before we go there, let's, 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 let's talk about some of the things that we, we wanted to do for our, or kind of go over for, you know, our listeners. So um, 
So you'd mentioned a moment ago, Jasper, you kind of identified um, that neurodivergencies do tend to be um, observable. Like there are observable patterns of behavior, observable kinds of things. And 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 I, I want to say I don't I don't know that that's always the case, but more often than not, yes, I would absolutely agree with you. Um, can you identify just because you've got uh, a history of experience and working with um, you know people who are kind of all over the place when it would come to to different neurodivergency? Um, what are some of those common behaviors, I guess? Um, the reason I'm asking you this is because I think that when we talk about the way that people who are, say, you know, on the autism spectrum, right? You know, I think that when we talk about that and, and the way that those people might potentially approach something like witchcraft as a practice, we tend to focus on their behavior. We tend to focus on those observable behaviors and I think that we tend to kind of weigh those in opposition to what would have to be done to learn witchcraft. And I've never quite understood that. Like, that's never really made sense to me because none of those behaviors would necessarily preclude spiritual practice, um, at least not in, in my understanding or my, my estimation. But can you can you really quickly, can you give us some some idea of any kind of observable behaviors that we could see that, that you would understand could be like, yeah, this would be a problem probably in pursuing a spiritual practice. This would be a challenge for people maybe who wanted to pursue witchcraft. Um, yes, but I do want to preface before I do that by saying that this is by no means um, going to be the, the, the standard for everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and we're, and we're not, we're not being diagnostic here. Like, you know, we're, yeah. we're, yeah, don't, we're don't be pretty... like, you have like, if you have these four symptoms, you should really go talk to your doctor. Yeah. No, um, actually for legal purposes, we can't legally do that. So just yep. saying this is not <laughs> for that. Yep. Um, I will say some things that like come to mind. If we were to like, just say witchcraft, let's just use witchcraft as a standard of mm -hmm. spirituality versus like somebody we think might have issues on uh, in, like, Neuro neurodivergent. Um, I think one thing that is the biggest one that's glaring is mm -hmm. um, the extreme hyperfixation on something, mm. and then um, dropping it. Ah. That would be a problem. Gotcha. Because, like, if you're going to um, dedicate to a practice. This is where I think that people who claim themselves as eclectic witches, mm -hmm. by that I say like eclectic is in like, I'm just going to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit. Like it's different if you've learned that tradition. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, I have, you know, I've, I've been learning conjure this, that, the other you know, those kind of things. And I'm going to just kind of take a little bit of conjure in this, this spell and a little bit of this from a different type of tradition I learned. And we're going to kind of make it into my thing because I have all of these things that I put the work into. What I'm talking about with these eclectic folk are the ones that are like, oh my God, I just saw this TikTok and it was so great about like learning how to do Appalachian folk magic. So I'm going to suddenly just do that. And I am a conjure worker. And then two weeks later, they're like, actually, I'm a Hecatean practitioner because I watched a Cat and Cauldron TikTok video about Hecate. And that seems like a really nice goddess. Hmm. Um, so the extreme hyperfixation is one that I would be like, mm, something deeper needs to be looked at. Um, if you're talking like physical behaviors, though, 
Uh, aversions allowed sounds. It can get really loud if you're in a group ritual setting. Um, if you're talking like um, inability to stay focused, um, or if like you are emotionally overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. Yeah. like I I know a lot of my neurodivergent friends and I like I'll just use me as an example. I could be at the 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 gay bar with my friends and it's really loud there all the time. Mm -hmm. So you've got exactly It's all those one and a half hour parties going on. Oh god, not this one. No, we're like no no no. You can go out that, but there's the other one down the street you can go to. No, anyway, um, but you, uh, if I'm there and it's like a a Friday or a Saturday, and they've convinced me to come out. You've got exactly one point seven five hours before I'm going home, mm -hmm. um, because I'm going to a become overwhelmed. Two, there's um, loud sounds, flashing lights. I that isn't necessarily neurodivergent, but it's overstimulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Thank my yeah. thank you. I overstimulation, mm -hmm. and that's. That comes with its own physical things. You can tell when somebody's becoming overstimulated. Yeah, they oh, yeah. just start becoming physically distressed, mm -hmm. and you're like, "Do you need to go step outside? Are you good?" Yeah, and and that would be one that I think is going to be challenging if you're like in a witchcraft setting. Mm -hmm. um, you need you need to be able to be like you need to have an open and honest conversation with yourself as well as others if you're doing things with others. Be like, "Ah, if it hits to be this point." I'm just going to excuse myself. Continue on without me. Yeah. Because X, Y, Z. You yeah. don't even have to tell people that you're neurodivergent. Just be like, I get to this. This is as far as I can go. I can't go no further. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you raised a couple of interesting uh, points there. And I guess the first thing I want to kind of clarify, you mentioned that um, in, in witchcraft, in traditional witchcraft um, and, and many other spiritual practices, um, it uh, ecstatic kinds of practices are very common mm -hmm. you know you're doing uh like mill dances you know where you've got a lot of fire and a lot of movement and very fairly loud sometimes fairly loud incantation and chant you know you're going to have um other kinds of rites where there's you know there will be drumming and other kinds of, of music going on you know that there there are absolutely there are just some situations i think that can be very uh auditorially you know um uh you know what would you call it? Yes, overstimulating. Yes, there you go. Um, you know, and so I think, you know, and then also I know that um there are a lot of people um who have, you know, beyond sensory reactive issues, they've got things that that go uh, you know, around um oh my god, why am I fumbling with this? It's because I'm it's because I'm neurodivergent. Um I'm I'm fumbling <laughs> with it. No, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I know that there are some situations also where you're going to have people who are neurodivergent who are like, you know, like I I don't want to be touched. That you know, that's a I big get, one. Oh my goodness. Yes. I get, you know, like I get I get almost claustrophobic when I feel like I'm in a room and I've got a lot of people around me. It's not even necessarily about the noise. It's like the actual close, the physical proximity. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. Yeah. So so to clarify for our listeners, yes, these are all things that can potentially be elements of witchcraft practice. Um and um, and they would certainly I could see these could certainly be challenges for for people who who would have particular neurodivergent behavior. Um but fret not, mm -hmm. fret not, you can still do it. Yeah, I, I, like it's very important that to, that they that 
our anybody who might be listening know um if you are neurodivergent and you are studying witchcraft and you do these things or want to do these things you can you mm -hmm. absolutely can oh it's yeah just going to be a bit of a challenge yeah and you have to just accept that mm -hmm. um but then it comes down to i guess like how bad do you want it you know yeah well, there is something to be said to that. I've I've had a couple of interactions with um, people, uh, particularly people who are were on the autism spectrum um, in you know in in past years, and um, and at least a couple of of those interactions, I was talking with them, not specifically about witchcraft, but I was talking with a couple of these people about um, you know something that they wanted to do or something that they you know, and they're they're telling me this right, they're saying this to me. They're like, I wish I could do this, you know, or I, I always thought that I could. Or, you know, and then, you know, and then they, they, they have fallen back, at least in these two instances, they've fallen back on the, but now that I know, you know, I'm on the spectrum, I, I just know that that's something that won't be possible for me. And in those moments, I've, I've kind of wanted to like shake those people. Like, what is, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you giving up? You know, like, so, so you know, um, you know, and, and so it just, it's, um, it's something that I've never really quite understood. I'm like, you know, I, I know absolutely, there are probably absolutely situations going on with specific people where they're like, yes, for whatever reason, that is just not going to be possible for you. Um, but I, I've noticed sometimes though, it's like people, they, they hear this, like they get a diagnosis of some sort, you know, some sort of neurodivergency and they and it just gives them permission. They, to kind, they kind of give up. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's so, un, you know, that's so unfortunate. Um, you know, so thank you for saying that a moment ago, because yes, you, you can't, if you are listening to this episode and you are, you are, are a neurodivergent person, depending on how, what that is going, what, what that is for you and how that works for you, please do, please don't do that. Please don't give up just just try to find other ways do do what you can to be dedicated and like jasper was saying like if you want it badly enough you'll you'll figure it out um well and on top of that if you're it, just using public ritual for an example mm -hmm. um any any person who is centering a ritual publicly should be able to make adjustments as needed yeah um that's why I always start every ritual with a good ground, mm -hmm. center, and align. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I go into deep explanation, like, we're going to be doing this. This is what you need to do. This is the only thing that you need to focus on. Yeah. And if at any point in time, you are feeling overwhelmed, like you're just not getting it, or you're struggling, just calmly excuse yourself out of what we're doing mm -hmm. and we you will be more than welcomed back in once you get your bearings straight mm -hmm. i'm not going to chastise someone for not being able to work a mill because they're getting overwhelmed by the sound yeah are you kidding mm -hmm. i get overwhelmed by the sound sometimes what well, you're so full of shit you are the sound <laughs> you are the sound I'd agree with you though, though, or that we see that happen. We see that we see that happen in other situations, right? Like if again, I made the example a few moments ago of how in, in ecstatic witchcraft practice, it's common to do a mill dance, right? We we do public ritual all the time where we've got people who show up who have mobility issues, mm -hmm. right? They're like, I am not going to get up and dance a circle around a, around a burning cauldron or around a bonfire for the next forty five minutes. I can't, you know. And yeah, so we we have to be willing to adjust and make mm -hmm. changes. We have to meet people where they are. When it comes to these kinds of things, um, yeah, I think that's also a good measure of an experienced 
practitioner, particularly mm-hmm. someone who's put themselves in the position to actually lead ritual. Mm-hmm. Like that's another example to me of someone who is experienced and who knows what they're doing because they'll take a situation like that and they will, they'll roll with it. They'll be like, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to make sure that this works for you for in this way instead. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and, and uh, uh, yes, that's exactly what it is because mm-hmm. I've, I've had those interactions with people where they're like, well, no, we're not making that adjustment. It's not happening. We're not doing this. What, what you got Jasper? Well, and I, I know that we plan on talking about this in a little bit, but I need to mm-hmm. just get this because my neurodivergency, I need to make sure I say what I'm going to say. Yeah. If you are a teacher listening to this and you don't personally identify yourself as neurodivergent, that's fine. I want to say um, if you have a student who is, like if you've taken on a student, it is very important for you to, this is going to sound weird praise them Mm, okay you did a good job you're doing a good thing um yeah validation let me give you an example um there was a situation earlier this week austin has been teaching me but just hearing austin tell me like the things that i have done that have like suppressed even his expectations of me what it sent me through the roof because it's like listen you don't understand how hard it has been for me with all these like neurodivergent behaviors i have like you're lucky i'm even staying focused now okay Mm -hmm. not only that but just like there are obstacles when you're doing these kind of like when you're learning a tradition or you're learning uh, you're going through a class that is like months and months long right it is hard especially to stay focused to to figure it out when when the the information might not seem clear and even the explanation of the information is still not clear i can't tell you how many times austin has said something uh he even joked with me earlier it was a yesterday or today said i'm glad you were able to translate that into austin speak <laughs> because sometimes he he might say something to me and i'm like I finally understand what you're saying, but it took me like a full hour to get there. Yeah. To be fair, autocorrect does like to get me a lot. Autocorrect gets you a lot. Sometimes some, these true. are also, these can also be conversations, uh, these topics when we're having conversations about these things. And I'm talking witchcraft again. Um, it, 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 uh, some of that information can just be very esoteric. It can be very weird and it can be difficult to, yeah. to convey those things in logical, analytical kinds of ways. Um, so yeah. Oh I, my I god, see. it's it's the Lucifer. Lucifer is like the big esoteric, like, oh my god, the, all these gnosis and Di- and Diana's over here like bring it down a notch. <laughs> bring it down a notch. Yeah, she's she's good for, for for grounding. Um I see what you're saying with validation, and I think that that is at least in the context of what we're talking about with these practices, I think validation is just as that's something we all enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, who who doesn't want someone who has been, you know, integral in kind of teaching you or showing you how to do something to then come back later and pat you on the back or, you know, if you don't want to be touched, right, whatever, right? You know, like, <laughs> they're going to come back and be like, you did this really well. You know, you did this really well. Like, everybody wants that experience, right? Um, but I could see absolutely how that kind of validation could help um, someone who was was dealing with a neurodivergency of some sort, how, help them to actually, I think, better appreciate and connect like their personal connection to the thing. Um, Well, and it helps them feel like they're not stupid. 
Well, yeah, because they're exactly, not. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and that—that's actually a very big point. No, Austin, you're you 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 hit the nail on the head. It, it's not feeling. Like I went stupid. to school for education. Um, what yeah. do you know? Got to throw that degree around again, Mike. Well, he's always throwing doing... his degree around. Again. I know, I know. He's constantly beating me over the head with that thing, um, and other things. Um, well, just I am not a very validating teacher. Oh no! Especially when it comes to my 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 witchcraft students, voice students, completely different, completely different. I am extremely validating because if your voice cracks, your voice cracks, and there's not really a lot you can do about it. There is a lot you can do about making sure you change your altar water out when it needs to be changed, you know. Um, and so I personally struggle with the validation of my spiritual students because I. I didn't get a lot of that validation as I was learning and growing. Um, it was just like, you did the thing. Good job. Like you did it. So that's validation. Well, yes, but. Oh, were they supposed like, to no, throw Austin, a parade? What, what I'm saying is I, I validate my witchcraft students a lot that way in a very nonchalant, like very good. Like you did this well, you know, but there are some who need me to look them straight in the eyes and go, you did super amazing. Yeah. And I'm not very good at that, mainly because I'm like, I already told you you did well. I'm not sugarcoating anything. You did great. Well, I think for teachers, though, hold on, Jasper. I'm sorry, Jasper. We're talking over you. Well, no, no, no. I was, I was, I was agreeing. I was like, Austin, yeah. I needed the Austin and I had to have that. Like, Austin, I, I know that Austin means good job when he tells me good job. Yeah. But, Sometimes he needs to go the extra step. And he, he, what he did is he literally did. He sat me down and he was like, you need to know exactly how good of a job I think you've done. Oh, good. Okay. And that was like, it was great. I also made Jasper look. Gosh, Austin, you're, you're looking. He surely did. You do have a look heart. You do look have a heart. You want to trade eyes? What, I are, we, what are we doing now. right now? Um, yeah. Well, I, I also want to say, since we're talking about validation, I know that, again, touching back upon the, the 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 conversation on that from the perspective of the teacher, the elder, the mentor, the whatever, right, that I think that also by making tiny adjustments, going back to what I was saying a moment ago about making tiny adjustments to whatever it is you're doing, that show the person, like, you know, like, like, we can do this differently, Yeah. you know, for this reason, to, to, to help you, we can do this differently. I also think that there can be something very validating around that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I, I know. I appreciate that. Like when I go get my Yoni steamed, the person that does that for me, she's always really good to like dim the lights and quiet the Enya music that she plays in her studio. Um, and that really helps me. That helps me get there. Um, I, um, I don't even want to know what you're talking about because that just doesn't sound good on my end. Okay. Jasper, have you never had your Yoni steamed? That just sounds not okay. <laughs> it was, it's not. Well, it's yeah, it's definitely not okay, and people shouldn't do it. But um, anyway, but it's it continues to be a little bit of an inside joke that we have here. Um, Listen, I just think that this whole validation comment that we went on is really just me trying to say I have a praise kink and I need to be praised. So please shower me in the you're, praise. You're 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 a good boy, Jasper. I'm sorry, sorry. You're a good them, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good person. You're a good person. <laughs> You're a good person. You're such a good Jasper. Oh there you go. Yes, You're Stop such it. a good Jasper. Just... 
Oh my! I can already hear my partner. Oh, just look at look at how red Jasper's things, getting things up on this up on this podcast, getting sexy. Jasper okay. is a red Jasper now, which is my favorite type of Jasper. We do like a red Jasper. That's very true. Um, your Jasper's good to your emotions and keeping yourself grounded and and emotional, like emotionally balanced. There you go. Okay, let's let's get back on it. Okay, so I want to talk about this because we were talking about this briefly before we started to record tonight. Um, so I want to make sure that we we kind of go here because this is this is an important piece of I think our 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 topic or our podcast tonight. Um, so we know that because of a lot of the things that we've talked about, and you you mentioned this a few moments ago, we're talking about a lot of the learning and the research that can go into. Um, you know, really building, really creating and maintaining a spiritual practice, you know, and we know that um, different neurodivergencies will, you know, you you mentioned like things like ADHD, you mentioned, you know, issues around like, you know, the, the hyperfixation that can go up on there. You know, I mean, we, we know that these are very much things that come up. Um, can we, can any of you guys, Austin, uh, Jasper, can you guys think of anything or do you want to share anything that you feel would be helpful to our listeners particularly listeners who might actually be neurodivergent um advice tips things that you feel could help them to learn help facilitate that process for them a bit better stony Austin, you first um, Austin, you first crickets crickets no, no, nose goes you first structure honestly um as someone who is neurodivergent, who struggles with ADHD, um, I, that's why Wicca was a saving grace for me because mm. it was, it's so structured and you can't do this thing until you move on to this thing. So okay. in order to move on to this thing and ultimately get the thing that you really want, you still have to do this thing. And so that's why my, classes that I teach are usually extremely structured using the conjure course right now. For an example, I have all four months already planned out all the assignments already written down all of it. I have field trips planned. I have this planned. I have that planned. I it, it's done. Mm. And I, and I follow that because I know that if I were to just free for all, I, I would lose half the people. I, I would lose them because I'd start talking about a petition and how you do this type of petition, but then go into spirit trap bowls and then go off on an entirely different tangent around that and then never get back to actually how to write a proper petition. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have that structure, then I wouldn't be able to relay that information. And the same goes for the student. If that information is not structured, they are not going to be able to grasp it in a manner that is digestible for them. That is that they are able to take within themselves and use. One of the students in my class has ADHD as well. Uh, several of my students have ADHD, but one in particular that I'm talking about. So George, if you're listening, shout out. Um, but I have seen George excel extremely well in this course. And I know that part of it is because of the structure I've presented them with. Mm -hmm. So that is the first step structure okay. that is going to help you not just avoid hyperfixations and then dropping it, mm -hmm. but understanding that to get from here for, to get from point A to point B, you have to do the thing. And once you do the thing, 
you should be good. Okay. All right, Jasper, what you got? You think anything? Uh, yeah, I would say structure is actually the number one thing. But if you're dead set on not having a teacher, then maybe you should just pick up a good book that has that structure in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of like still getting a teacher, but like really, actually, you have to No, I'm going to rephrase that. You you should probably find a teacher, honestly, mm -hmm. someone who you can who's reputable, who, you know. You can get verifiable proof that they are good at what they do through others okay, um not just it. like not just like the 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 joe schmo who runs the witchcraft shop in your local town i mean he might be a me. good teacher let's talk about he, me he might be a good teacher but like can he raise energy and actually do things you know um which honestly y'all have kind of made that your niche on tiktok you've been like hey kind of giving you the basics of what you should be looking for if you needed to find a teacher this is what you could be finding right this is what you should yeah. be looking for and in, in the standard practice and it's helped people like me who have my neurodivergencies be like yeah no these are what i look for and this is how you can spot a charlatan or not mm -hmm. finding a teacher will be your life line because they're going to get it and it'll be, you know, worth it at the end of it when you're like, you know, I could have, I, I can tell you from personal experience that when I started learning witchcraft and I tried to do it on my own, it was like being thrown into the ocean with no life, but no, nothing. You're just out there trying to tread water and you're like, I'm dying. So finding a teacher changes the game yeah what i'm gonna say is we should probably rephrase teacher to mentor because a lot of people when they think teacher they think oh lesson plans and depending on your teacher or your mentor they're not really going to have that um because hmm. i find that with my private students that i've accepted they really excel more when they get a lot of the basics down and we have a few like one-on-one -on -one meets and then after that it's like okay now go do your thing i we have an open line of communication do not hesitate to message me do not hesitate to ask me to call you keep these things here because as as witchcraft as you learn your craft and as you grow there's not always going to be that one lesson that's going to maintain truth for what you're looking at or what you're going for, right? If you're trying to go down a more Egyptian practice and your teacher is a Hecatean devotee, then there are certain things in magic that you can kind of correlate with, but they're not going to be able to tell you like, yeah, these super ancient Egyptian rituals. So you got to make sure that the, the, the person you're working with also has very good open lines of communication. Uh, I, I, I would, I would say yes. I will also just not to push back just a little bit, but I'm going to push back. You should probably just 
find an actual, well, find a class. How about this? Find a class where you're learning, like, it's kind of like, I jokingly call Austin's Awakening the Witch um, class, um, witch boot camp amongst my friends, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not just learning the basics. You're learning how to, to be a, like, a fully functioning independent witch. And yeah, Austin will teach with like what he knows. And if, you know, he, he's like talking about the deities he works with and he's very open about like, I'm not going to be working with Loki in here. So if that's what you're looking for, this is not it. But he also says, this is a length of time. And afterwards go and take the basic information I have taught you. And, Use it to go find whatever niche that you want, but you'll have the baseline. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have neurodivergencies, you really should go and take a class like that if there's one around you. Or just like, seriously, it's, it's one of those things where it will definitely change your practice. You're, I, I know of of people who have taken some of the classes y'all teach and they're not hecatean practitioners at the end of the day mm-hmm. quite the opposite some of them are like doing catholic folk magic yeah you know um like doesn't mean that you have to stick with one thing but once you do then you can do what austin says and find a mentor who is kind of along those veins of like using the Egyptian thing is that Egyptian practitioner. Right. And it will be like to help you, you know, connect with segment, you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, uh, Anubis. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a couple, <laughs> I've got a, so I've got two things right here real quick. Okay. So first of all, Jasper, I apologize. I, I don't know what my problem is. And I, I have misgendered you twice. I'm so sorry. Um, I will it's be better. Okay. Um, it's okay. Keanu's listening, oh. and Keanu's going to come for you. I just know it. No, I'm kidding. Well, well, and, and, and they better. They better. I, I, I can't make any excuses for that. But, but I apologize. Um, second, I'm with you on, on that. I'm pushing back on Austin a little bit, and for for a slightly different reason. Um, when we look at the kind of the difference between people who identify themselves as mentors and teachers, I, I think that there are. We'll just say there are a lot of people out there in the witchcraft community who feel that they have the right to mentor other people, even though they're only like two months and one Cunningham book into their own practice. Um, You know, where I think if you you get to a point, ideally, and and I realize there are people out there calling themselves teachers who also should not be. Mm -hmm. um, But I think there is a little bit of a difference there you know like a mentor i think in a lot of people's minds is kind of like someone that just you know gives you a couple hints on how to do something and you know then they kind of leave you on your own right where a teacher is actually like okay you're going to meet with me in whatever format and we're going to do this together and then you're going to do this on your own and you're going to report back to me and i'm going to tell you if you did it right or not because i'm a teacher Mm -hmm. um you know so i think that 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 just just distinguishing that is also helpful I think, yeah, because and sometimes you can be both. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's typically how we work here, actually. But um, so yeah, teaching is an art because you can have the information around the subject, 
but still suck at presenting it. Mm. Those are usually going to be the people who are better mentors than the people who are teachers who know how to present the information in a structured manner. Anyway, Mike rolled his eyes at me, so I'm going to shut it down. I didn't roll my eyes. No. Uh, well, well, I mean, I roll my eyes at you all the time. That doesn't mean you need to shut up. Yes. Also, Jasper, I misgendered you as well. I am so sorry. Um, okay. Like I said, Keanu's listening, and Keanu's like, he's going to get you, or they're going to get you. God damn it. They're uh-huh. going to get you. It's, it's catching. It's catching. Um, no, because I was thinking about, um, I usually tell the story of you, Mike, when you talk about um, Hecate, mm-hmm. and, and usually the line is, and Michael usually goes, and, and he usually says, he's going to, she's going to get you. Yeah, she's going to get you. Yeah, that's true. Yep. He's he going to get you. Okay. Yeah, he's he going to get you. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. Uh, they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Oh, God there you dang. Go. Anyway, um, moving on. This is interesting. So you're good. No, you're good. So, so one thing, one thing I, I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, and again, I kind of feel like because so many of these um, themes—that's not the right word—so many of these things that that come up around uh, just neurodivergent behavior, these kinds of things, and the way that we've kind of discussed a little bit in our very layman's terms kind of way tonight, you know, the way that we've kind of discussed some of these things tonight. Um, I feel like, you know, we, we've kind of, we've really kind of, we've touched upon this a, a couple of times already, but just to be very clear, I, I know that because of some of the issues that can pop up around socialization uh, for particular types of neurodivergent people, I know that um, a lot of neurodivergent people, you know, for, for a number of reasons, they feel like they're on the outside of situations a lot of the time. Um, you know, I mean, that could be something as simple as just not being able to follow you know, the course of a conversation, you know, it could be like, just you know, like you, you absolutely just feel like you're, you're, you're othered, you are othered a lot of the time. Um, and so I guess in, in bringing that up or in focusing on that a bit more specifically, I, I was going to say like, um, can you think of anything that would be helpful to our listeners, you know, whether they be neurodivergent or just, you know, maybe they're just, they love someone who's neurodivergent, who knows. Right. Um, but the, something that would be helpful to our listeners about, um, about these kinds of spiritual practices. And I guess I'm kind of leading you hopefully toward a response to this, but I'm very curious about what you say. Um, like, what would you say about that? We, we, in looking at witchcraft specifically and approaching that kind of already with the perspective that you are a little on the outside of situations. Mm. You kind of see where I'm going with that? I'm not being very clear, am I? So okay, okay. So here, here's 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 kind of where I was going. Now I, yeah. I obviously no that that's not on you. That's on me. I I'm sitting here and I'm listening to myself. I mean, you're not explaining this at all, well, Mike. What are you doing? Um, so I haven't I, even taken an edible today. It it occurs to me. Well, God, from the sound of Austin and I, you'd swear he and I had both taken edibles today, but we we've not. Um, no, but it it occurs to me when thinking about that. You know, when you talk about issues uh, around feeling others, I think that a lot of uh, neurodivergent people can can struggle with at times. And you look at witchcraft as a practice specifically, witchcraft has, I think, for a really a long time has been uh, a, a spiritual practice that has focused on the individual. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I think in, in past years, as I've had conversations with people, again, particularly people, you know, in, in my own life who, you know, you know, whatever, whatever is going on with them, right, where, you know, that's kind of become clear that they've just had a difficult time getting involved in other kinds of spiritual practices, because they just, you know, they're just, they're just, they don't do well with crowds, you know, they don't, they don't, 
you know, they don't uh, process communication in, in, in certain ways or right that facilitate social connection. Right. But in talking to those people, I've I've very often I've actually said witchcraft would probably be good for you because it encourages you to to be your own person. It encourages you to actually find power in being the outsider. It encourages you to um, to see this as as a strength. You know, the fact that you would feel different or that you would need to communicate differently or that you would for, you know, whatever it is, right? Like these are all things actually that are celebrated in traditional witchcraft. Um, so can you say yeah, any value to that? Yeah. yeah, I see where you're going. Um, we don't want to isolate them more. Yeah. But we yeah. also want to celebrate that like, it's okay to be different because this is going to show you that it's okay to be different. Um. I think two things. Um, oh, I had it. Now it's gone. See this uh, neurodivergence. No, aliens. no. Um, the aliens came and took my brain. They. Um, hmm. There are. Like if I think about it, like the things that the rest of the community can do to like improve diversity and openness, but also like celebrate that individuality, mm -hmm. I think it's really just continue to acknowledge it. Like y'all are neurodivergent. You are not neurotypical. You also are a witch which means you are by definition an outsider to the rest of the world, even spiritually. Yeah, we 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 as witches, we we kind of are. I, it's like we're Batman. <laughs> we're Batman. Okay, let me tell you how why Batman vigilante right mm -hmm. fights the crime, is very thankless. In fact, gets blamed for a lot of the problems. Right. Yeah. A witch is the same thing. A witch fights the bad things in society, but half the time other spiritual practices are blaming us for the problems when in reality yeah. we're the ones going around and cleaning up their mess um i like listening to uh y'all's podcast as you as we all know but austin one time was talking about how um who's the christians gonna call the when 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 things get thrown around in the house they're not gonna call their priest they might but they also know a witchy friend yeah. who is open to these things but then as soon as like the things are done they're like oh, i gotta get that witchcraft shit out of my house right yeah that's yeah that's true yeah. well i mean we've had those experiences going and doing house cleansings and stuff mm -hmm. where you go in and the family's like well we called a priest and it's like are you catholic well no we're mormon okay so why did you call a catholic priest and not your bishop well because we called the bishop but the bishop couldn't do anything and so, oh, so you just thought, kept going down the line. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, basically. You, yeah. They just have yeah. a list of different types of religious and spiritual practitioners and they just kind of just check off. who. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's like, okay, so why are you calling me? You think what I do is wrong. You think what I do is bad. Well, we heard blah, 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 blah. And so you go in, you take care of the problem. And then these are also the same people the next day who, instead of going, wow, that witch really did a good job goes, my kids shouldn't get a deck of tarot cards. It's witchcraft and evil. Yeah. I, I love the yeah, well, well, I mean, tarot is evil. I mean, let's let's be honest; it is evil. The devil's in there, 
Um, right. But um, I love that conversation, though, because I've, I've actually had an opportunity to ask a couple of people over the years, like people who have, got, you know, slowly they've come around, they've been clients of mine for a time, you know, and, and, and a comfort level is established. Right. And I've asked them, you know, like, like what, you know, why, why did you initially reach out? Why did, why contact a witch when you obviously have so much religion in your backbone and, you know, and you're, you know, and they said, it said somebody told me once that witches uh, don't mind and in fact enjoy dealing with the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I, and I thought about that for a minute and, you know, in answering that or hearing them say that I was like, well, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but I think it would also be more fair to, look at how we identify dark stuff or how we define dark stuff because what the what the uh christian what the pastor is going to define as a dark spirit i'm going to look at it and i'm going to go that's an elemental spirit that's connected to the land here and there's nothing evil or bad about that you know so that's that's one of those conversations just kind of as an aside that's one of those conversations i've had a few times over the years where i've been like it's not so much that we enjoy the dark stuff it's that i think that our perception of what other people think is dark is very different yeah well, it's it, we're not afraid to sit with that thing that is perceived as dark and go okay homie what's actually going on here well uh, it's funny that I, I i i had a conversation with uh, a lady today who claimed to be a medium and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, you look more like a small to me, but that's okay. Um, I had to make the dad joke. I had to. Yes. Anyway. He was, was a, a petite spiritualist. Yes. No. Anyway, she was talking about how she investigates, you know, she's a paranormal investigator. Um, she was telling me about all these things and she was mentioning, she's like, you know, I... I, I just don't understand, you know, sometimes we go in there and I, you know, we we have our, our things and, you know, like she's got, she was talking about how she has a rosary that's from Jerusalem. And I'm like, that's pretty neat. Uh, but it shattered once. And I'm like, well, you got to understand something when you're going into these houses, like where these spirits might live and, and you, and she loved to throw out the, the big, the D word, the demon. Oh, I have demonic mm-hmm. attachment. I was like, yeah. okay, well, here's what you're probably not understanding. That perceived demonic attachment probably is like either the spirit of somebody who was traumatized by religion or it is itself a spirit that is against that religion and is like, no, I see the harm that you're doing to the people and I don't know part of it in my house um, and would break your rosary. But on top of that, you're going into these houses with your rosary, your Bible, your your holy water, guns ablazing. It's like going into a vampire's den with garlic and steaks and crucifixes and being like, all right, where's the vampires at? Why aren't they coming out to talk to me? I just don't understand why we go to these places and there's nobody talking to me. That's because Mm -hmm. you're not even opening up. Yeah. And then it was so funny because she was like, how do I, how do I like, you know, what's a good stone to like, you know, protect myself? I'm like, why, why are you going in there wanting to be protected yet? Mm -hmm. You're going in there like it, it's the vampire analogy. You're going in there asking for it to show itself, but then being like, "Nope, nope, nope, you can't come no, near me." Don't show mm-hmm. me. Just, you just walk in there, do your thing, go out, spritz yourself down with some Florida water. She had no idea what I was even talking about, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah this, this seems this seems <laughs> more like yeah, this person should not be." This person should not be trying to do any kind of mediumship or spiritual work. They they obviously they clearly have they might have the gift, but they oh god, they have so much more to learn. 
Um, and it's funny because like she was in helping with some things because she's part of my apartment complex. So I hope mm -hmm. she's not listening. And as soon as she left, I swear I heard Hecate go, thank Christ, she's gone. Yeah. And I was like, that was funny. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Something something I would like to. Something that helps remove the stigma, I find, is helping neurodivergent individuals focus on the strengths that they have because of their neurodivergency yeah as well you know um if you're someone who has adhd your superpower is that you can intake a lot of information very quickly all at once and learn a massive amount of information about a particular thing and know it Everything inside outward work. inside upside down all of it um <clears throat> and that's just one example you know, so, um, yeah, I, I think there's, a, there's Austin bringing us back. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's probably a good thing. You know, we don't, we don't want to continue to go off on too many, too many tangents. Like that's my job. What are y'all doing? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so with the con a little bit of the conversation that we've had so far, I guess, you know, we've talked a lot about different ways to approach things to try to be more successful. Um, can you can you guys? I I guess I just like to do this because there's a part of me that's like I don't know I like I, just, I like to play devil's advocate I don't know, um, but can you guys think of anything that we do as witches that would be like like really like kind of like a deal breaker like if you had say just mo general just you know just thing like is there something that really is just like you probably probably don't want to try to do this if you're someone that would be I would say you know, fairly, fairly neurodivergent. Oh, that, you know, it's funny that you're trying to play devil's advocate, but I'm like, no, not really. That's actually, that's, um, the, that's, that's kind of the answer I was hoping for actually is, is no, no, there, there really isn't. There's really, there's really there, you know, depending on the, the individual and the, the, the type and the extent of the neurodivergency, no, there really isn't. There's, there's nothing out there that would ever be, I think, a, no, you should never do this. I would put an asterisk next to mine and say, but you should probably get taught how to do some of these things. Like, I don't think you should try and work a mill if you've never seen or tried to do that before, you know, especially if you like got a cauldron and you, how do you even get the cauldron to light? You know, that kind of thing. You, there are things that like, maybe you should get taught how to do. But that's anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say and that's anybody. I would say yeah. just normal things. Um, you know, if you're if you're someone who does doesn't quite understand fire safety protocol, and so because fire is scary to you, you avoid it. It's probably best to familiarize yourself with fire safety protocol, just like everything else in life. If you are afraid of it, or if you have a an an, an aversion to it for whatever reason educate yourself or have someone else help educate you on how to properly do it. Yeah. I, yeah, no. And, and so my, my answer is no. I think that we, I, there are zero barriers yeah. to witchcraft that I can think of that a neurodivergent individual would um, struggle with. Yeah. I would say, Recognize early on if you are becoming overwhelmed, if you're trying to do it alone, 
mm-hmm. and then well, maybe refer back to the beginning of our podcast and say that's one of like the cardinal rules of witchcraft know thyself you know um i know that i'm not very years ago i wasn't very good at an ascetic practice something that's a little bit more calm uh, it was really hard for me to raise the proper amount of power and energy without needing to be more ecstatic. And so I knew that about myself. And now as I've grown, as I continue to grow, because everyone should grow, um, I've, I've learned that not every spell I do needs to have a full grand mill involved, you know? So most definitely, Follow that cardinal rule of witchcraft. Know thyself. To know thyself is to know the universe. To know thyself is to know thy limits, too. Yes. Yep. And, and and thy limits need to be thy forefront of thy thoughts. Because don't do something that you are uncomfortable doing as well. Like, just because we're talking about running a mill, that is one way to raise effective energy. There mm-hmm. are hundreds of different ways to raise effective energy in fact mike did a a a podcast recently one of those little mini episodes that y'all been doing which is pretty neat about mm-hmm. like uh fire in the head i think is what it was yeah that is literally the exact opposite of a mill but it still incorporates the fire element mm-hmm. and it still incorporates you know raising energy because i did that and i was like oh i'm i I am here. And then if you follow that, like if you, if you do that right after doing a really good grounding one, oh my goodness, your day, you can see into the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good practice. Also, I have to say, Mike, you definitely need to consider also doing ASMR. You and Austin both have those voices when you're leading people to these things. Really? You truly do. You truly do. I hear my, I hear my voice and it's that, it's that weird thing where it's like your voice sounds different to you. Mm -hmm. You And I hear my voice and I'm like, I'm, I'm nasal. I'm kind of whiny. Yeah. Listen, I, my partner even says like you have like a purr. Yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, that yeah, I remember you telling me me that they they said that. I was like, are they listening to a different podcast? What is going on? <laughs> um, just from a voice standpoint, everyone's voice is actually going to sound nasally to them because m- pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the population of the world speaks in a nasal projective forefront into their nasal pharynx oh god okay unless you were talking like this yeah and i don't want to run like doreen virtue yeah i'm not gonna do that mike you mike you need to look behind you austin has his degree literally over your head yeah 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 it's yeah it's 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 yeah it's true it's true let's not talk about doreen virtue though because i could go on a whole tangent about how i literally talked to her when i was a christian after hmm. she left the new age movement, like on Instagram, we had a full on conversation about things. Oh, and, and it has blown my mind to learn just how stupid she is. 
when I used to be like, oh my God, you're so great. Oh, you've left the, you left the, you left the, the Satan thing. And now you're doing the yeah. Jesus thing. It's so great. And now you're like, ah, well, she's still making a shit ton of money. And she's kind of like, yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's still collecting the royalties from all those hideous fucking angel decks that she sold for years. All those stupid mediumship certification programs she lied people to get into and, or, you know, or lied to people to get to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's still collecting the checks. Mm hmm. Anyway, back um, to neurodivergency. Well, I think we we kind of have we've kind of you know have have talked a, a lot about this or, or around this tonight, and I honestly I think that we we kind of really have touched upon some good stuff. You know, we talked about I think the importance of reliable sources of information, whether it be something that you're doing on your own with books and other sources. We talked about the the benefit of having mentors and teachers. You know, um, things that are going to help give you structure if you are someone who is neurodivergent giving you structure. Although I also want to say, and we've, we've said this a few times now, that these are all things that would be of benefit to anyone, even neurotypical mm -hmm. people. Right. Um, so once again, I think that it really comes down to just, just the truth that there, there really doesn't need to be a whole lot of big change in the way that the neuro neurodivergent people would approach these kinds of practices short of what they might need to do personally. Yeah. Right. For their, for, for their themselves and their own, you know, their own situations. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would good... also. Yeah, go ahead. No, I would say just don't be afraid uh, to be open about you needing that extra help too. Um I think that with anything, neurotypical, neurodivergent, any kind of relationship needs effective communication. Yeah. And so if you, you neurodivergent folks know exactly what I'm about to say, if you're listening to this podcast, when I say you need to clearly articulate exactly what you need, because if you don't, People failed mind reading at Hogwarts. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's true. I can't, you can't get, and we can't hold those people to those standards of like, well, how come you didn't do this thing for me? Well, you didn't tell me you need me to do that thing for you. Otherwise I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also just can't use a blanket statement such as, well, I'm neurodivergent or I'm autistic or I have ADHD or I have this and then expect everyone else to just go, oh, I know exactly what that means. And I know exactly how to approach your particular things. Like no, Jasper said, mm -hmm. it needs to be articulated. You know, um, as a teacher, as someone who, who, who teaches a lot, um, I need to know who needs special accommodations. I need to know. And if you're getting frustrated and upset with me because I'm not meeting your special accommodations that you need, but you've not told me the special accommodations you've, you you need. Why are you looking at me so intensely while you're saying this? Um, basically, I'm, I'm conversing as if everyone were here. Uh -huh. It's just me conversing. Uh -huh. Yeah, go if on. If you haven't told me your special accommodations that you require and you're getting upset with me because I'm not, that's, that is not on me and I should not be made to feel bad about it. That's on you. You need to know yourself, your neurodivergency well enough to go, these are the things I need. And it can't just be from a TikTok diagnosis quack. <laughs> that No, actually, very that. Stop diagnosing yourself through a TikTok. It's very okay to be like, I 
no sorry this is a wholly different tangent but i need to say this like it is perfectly okay to be like you know this person is saying things and it's gonna lead me down a rabbit hole i think i should maybe talk to my doctor about this your doctor Mm -hmm. will know these things do you know who doesn't know these things tiktok it's true do you know who else doesn't know these things your friends unless your friends are happen to be a doctor yeah stop self-diagnosing And and just just because you are socially awkward does not automatically mean you are neurodivergent. There are just things as you're socially awkward. You're socially awkward. And that's okay. That's okay if you're socially awkward. But you don't get to take away part of someone else's identity because you refuse to actually go and get some sort of formal diagnosis. If you don't get that formal diagnosis and your psychologist is just like, yeah, no, you just have social anxiety. You should probably be on medication for it. Here are some coping mechanisms. That's again on you. Hmm. Well, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it should be a combined effort, I think, because one of the other things that I know that we, we kind of mentioned a, a moment ago, uh, Jasper mentioned this a moment ago, um, was talking about efforts that can be made within the witch community the occult community whatever community it is right um all those different little communities right uh but efforts that can be made by neurotypical members of those communities Mm -hmm. to uh encourage greater diversity Mm -hmm. right and we know that just diversity in general diversity in every sense still continues to be a challenge within these communities right um a lot of the time, but, um, but I think that there are, you know, in the process of, of, you know, reminding some of our neurodivergent friends and listeners, right? Like, like, like do please be upfront and be, be forward with, with what it is you need to help you, you be successful with these things so that the people that are around, there trying to help you can better do that. Right. Yes. I think it's also fair to remember that people, the neurotypical people that may find themselves in that situation need to make sure that they are not, um, you know, that they are still creating an environment that I think that is open for that discussion, yes. right? That they're not shutting these people down immediately or immediately going to a like, well, then you just probably shouldn't even bother. Oh, of course. Right. Of course. You know, kind of a situation, right? Because that's, that that's shitty and wrong. That is shitty. And wrong. Um, you know, also as a teacher, you should be able to see if one of your students is struggling. And then it is if you're a, a good teacher. If you're a good teacher, yeah. you should see one of your students struggling and you should be able to go, Hey, so I noticed what can I do to help you or what do you need from me? You know, um, and I would like to think that as a teacher, I'm pretty good at conveying like this is the thing you need to do. Why are we talking about you? Let me finish. Hmm. But there have been times where, again, neurodivergent, where I say something and it's a jumbled word mess and people don't get it. So it, it is a double, it is a double-sided situation. Okay. Um, okay. I, th- I think though, if you're going to do that and you should do that, don't, um, do not ever ask if somebody is neurodivergent. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Because that's going to come off as they're going to shut down so hard probably mm-hmm. i mean i can't say that for everybody um i know that if somebody were to come to me and be like hey are you neurodivergent i'd be like absolutely not how do you how dare because a it's none of their business but b i don't know that i can trust you with that information yet yeah, yeah. even if you're my witch teacher even if you're this um so just 
doing exactly what Austin said, being like, hey, uh, I noticed during our little milling exercise, you can't mill the mill. So uh, what's going on? Can I help you? Is there anything that you need? What do you need? Let's talk. Yeah. And even if if it's like, I don't want to talk right now, maybe being open, be like, hey, do you want to grab coffee? And like, we can sit and just let you talk to me about what that way they even have time to process. Maybe it's like, let's not do it in the moment either, you know? Um, but I do, I very much encourage people if they're comfortable doing it to try and do it face to face. I know not everybody can do that. Like my partner, um, he's very much, uh, he likes to text but only because it allows him to list his thoughts. So if that's what they need, let them have that. I'm yeah. the opposite. I need to, if it's an important enough conversation, we're going to need to sit down and talk face to face. Hmm. Um, and so being open as a teacher to both of those things, if it's yeah. like, do you need to write me a five page dissertation about the things you're struggling with? You go right ahead and I will read every point and I will make notes. Yeah. Um, or if it's like, hey, can we just grab coffee so I can just talk to you privately, but like in a safer environment, maybe? Mm -hmm. Because you got to yeah. also understand that your shop or your 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 classroom setting might feel it might you might tell people it's a safe space that doesn't make it a safe space yet. They got to feel. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. ultimately, they decide that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, all right. So I have just. Oh, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was saying sorry. I just kind of went on a little tangent there. Oh no, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. No, I know that was that was that was that was a good tangent. Um, I was gonna say the old. I I have I have just one more thing kind of on my my notes here that I wanted to make sure that we touched upon. Um, talking about efforts made by um neurotypical members of the spiritual communities. Um, as they are looking for ways to better understand and, and relate to neurodivergent people. Um, and I don't really see this happening in the witch community. Thank God. Ugh. But in other facets of alternative spiritual community, um, there continues to be this ridiculous new age idea around neurodivergent people being star seeds or indigo children or crystal children or rainbow children or who the fuck knows what kind of children now um and this this these ideas this 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 idea just that will not die um and so for those of you who listen to this this episode if you are a neurotypical person and you have uh, a lick or two a new age spirituality somewhere in you in your practice please hear this okay Neurodivergent people are not star seeds. They are not any of those fucking things because those fucking things are all pseudoscientific, new age, spiritual bullshit. It's garbage. That is all crap. Um, and the, the star seed thing in particular really irritates me. I was on a social media platform earlier today and somebody was on there doing star seed confirmation readings. And I'm like, okay, one, star seeds are bullshit. Two, how even if this was real, how could you possibly fucking do a confirmation reading on something like this, you know, over a screen, you know, um, to random people on the internet, you know, I, it just infuriated me. Um, you know, I'm like, I got to turn this off. I got to, you know, anyway, but, <laughs> but talking oh, about star seeds specifically, star seeds are a perfect example of how older 
um, occult ideas and philosophies around concepts like Hyperborea, uh, Atlantis, Lemuria, these old school concepts that pop up in a lot of of new age spirituality. And we say new age, which is really weird because to be honest, a lot of the philosophies and the things that are regurgitated again and again and again in new age spirituality, these are a lot of them things that have been around for, well, at least we go as far back as like, like Helena Blavatsky and the Golden Dawn. I mean, there were a lot of people that came out of that um, particular era that really kind of were espousing these ideas. And the sad thing about that is because of the time that they lived in and because of some of the other aspects of their lives, these were also a lot of the times very often people that were sympathetic to really fucked up situations and, and social movements like the Nazi party, oh. um, which shouldn't be a party, should it? Because no one's really happy. The Nazi tragedy, the Third Reich, I don't know, what do you even want to call it, right? Those, those Nazi fuckers. Anyway, um, like Helena Blavatsky, I had this conversation with someone in the store the other day. Helena Blavatsky was a was a known Nazi sympathizer, and she and and she was and she was anti Semitic in in a lot of what she wrote and talked about, you know. Um, and a lot of the people from that era were, which is ridiculous because so much of the magical systems that they based all their work on were originated in the Middle East and in in in, in Israel mm-hmm. in that area. So it's like you know, and in, in old Jewish culture, like like the Golden Dawn incorporated so many elements of Kabbalah. Kabbalism and other kinds of Jewish mysticism into their practices. And then they turned around a lot of them and were like totally anti-Semitic and racist. And it's like, you fools, you have no clue and no respect, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, star seeds. So star seeds are the latest take on, and as I was mentioning, every generation has this idea. In the 70s, it was indigo children. In the 80s, it was crystal children or rainbow children. I can't remember now. Anyway, but it's basically it's just the latest take on this idea that many, many, many years ago, like thousands and thousands of years ago, that there were alien races that came to Earth or that sent some sort of beam of, of love and light energy to Earth. And from that power, the very first humans were were created. Very first humans, primitive man. Only we weren't primitive. We were apparently really super evolved. And in their philosophy, part of being super evolved and powerful and spiritually gifted and intelligent also meant that you had to be blue-eyed and blonde and white. So you see these really old concepts around things like, like again, going back to Nazi Germany around concepts like the Ubermensch, you know, like where, okay, no, no, pretty sure if, if there were aliens, you know, trying to propagate life on our planet, they sure as hell wouldn't have been blue eyed and blonde and white. Right. Cause I, other alien races don't look exactly like us anyway. Um, it's my belief. Um, anyway, but it's the latest idea around this, like, like, that anybody that would be born into humanity, anybody that anybody that would be alive in the last, you know, however long, right, that if they are different in some way mentally, if they are neurodivergent in some way, and on top of that, if they also seem to have some sort of spiritual gift, that they are the reincarnated soul of one of these very old cultures of people that were super Aryan, Right. And an extraterrestrial in origin. And it's just it's the dumbest thing. It's, it's just it is. It the, the whole thing is it's such it's such an L. Ron Hubbard Scientology fucking way of thinking about humanity, you know, and and it's ridiculous and wrong and it's gross because it pushes 
philosophies that are rooted in white supremacy and anti-Semitism and racism. And it also extremely minimalizes the lives and the experiences of the neurodivergent people mm-hmm. that are that are being told that they're starseeds. Right. Um, it's just it's the sh- it, it's a shitty thing to do. It's just all around. It's a shitty thing to do. And if you're someone listening to this and you're like, but I love my, my star seeds, I'm going to tell you right now, go fuck yourself. I, I mean, you say that and I would just say uh, touch grass. Quickly. Take your take your star seed philosophy and shove it up your ass because that's where. Well, it and, well, and it, it really does belittle the lived experience of folks who are on the neurodivergent spectrum, especially the parents of those folks who yes. might be um, coupling, like you can have, uh, let's use autism spectrum disorder. You can have that coupled with like um, other forms of developmental disabilities to mm-hmm. make it to where your your child literally cannot function in normal society. Yeah, like, it it requires a lot of 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 working and like getting them the right things and. You're you're these these folks, these Christian 2.0ers is what I call them. Yeah, that's um, what they are. Are trying to essentially turn around and say, Oh, but your child is just I hear what you're saying about like the fact that your child tried to beat you the fuck up the other day, but like they're just a special alien child of love and light, and it's great. It's just great. Yeah. And I, you just want to like sometimes you just wish that fucking you could just uh, never mind. well, no, well, I, I mean, I get where you're going, and the, and and the, the difficult thing there is that even in situations where you've got parents like that who who absolutely who love their child, you know, in your example, you know, they've got a child that is on the on you know is is autistic, you know, on the autism spectrum, but then has maybe some other developmental issues going on, you know, in that situation, you've got parents that are if they're foolish enough, if they're foolish enough to buy into those new age ideologies. Rather than getting that child the help that that child needs, the counseling, the, you know, whatever it is, right? The behavioral therapies, whatever, whatever it is, right? Rather than doing that, they spiritually bypass all of those things because, you know, they don't need to do any of that, right? Their kid's an ascended soul. Their kid's an enlightened being, right? You know, and and this is how they're supposed to be, you know, which is, you know, I mean, what a wonderful way to think of things, but you're not doing that child a favor, this is a this is a child that's going to grow up and sooner or later is going to find themselves alone in the world. Mommy and daddy are not going to live forever, mm-hmm. you know, and they have not learned anything that they need to on how to to live in the world. There have not typically been any other systems put into place to continue to care for them if they need support in that way. Right. Because it's all just love and light. It's all just love and light. The angels will provide for them, but they don't. So, yeah. yeah so that that's are- they're busy. The angels do, yeah, they're busy upholding the universe right now. Uh, exactly. Please leave a message after the tone. There you go. So I don't. So it just it frustrates me, and I know I get really fiery about this topic when it comes up because I just I'm I just it infuriates me that there is so much good and reliable information to dispute these things. We we can show the origins of these beliefs. We can show without a doubt the connections between new age spirituality and the white supremacist movement. We, we, we can provide factual information and you still have these love and light motherfuckers who refuse to learn and be better people. 
Well, and it also comes down to I think these these a lot of these new agers, uh, these these new age folks that say these things are themselves um, neurodivergent, and Yes, yes. I, I promise you that I have a point with this. They need to feel special, yeah. And it sometimes is it's it takes a a punch to the gut from someone like you or I to be like, you're not special. There's not Yes. a single thing about you that is special other than maybe you are you. Yeah. And like you got to stop trying to think that you're just some, you know, like the, there was the, the aliens got together and like decided to make you. It's the same thing with people who claim to be avatars. Yes. Um, like, seriously, it's like this, this, this need to feel special. I don't know what it's called. It's like Spiritual the need psychosis, to feel narcissism. there's that, that, Uh, that uh, it, it, you can have those things and still be neurodivergent. I mean, look yeah. at Donald Trump. Oh yeah, yeah, Donald absolutely, Trump is yeah, yeah. Neurodivergent. That's a that's a much nicer term for him than what I usually call him. Yeah. Yeah, but like he he has he has certifiable like it was funny we did a case study of him in psychology. Um, um, he has like he's certifiably narcissistic. Yeah. He's got narcissistic personality disorder. Mm He hmm. is on the spectrum. Yeah. He has ADHD. Yep. Um. I think he has OCD because of how like it he does it, he everything has to be clean and he does not Yeah. like touching people because he has to like immediately sanitize his hands. Mm hmm. Um Yep. so that that's shows signs of having OCD. Mm So hmm. he himself like he uh, not to talk about the dude who's about to be arrested. Um Oh, God, we can hope. Oh no, they yeah, Oh, I, I saw that they indicted him. Yeah, I saw that New York indicted him, but I don't I don't think he'll actually end up being arrested, unfortunately. Oh, that'd be so good, though, wouldn't it? Like, orange is the new black for someone who's literally Oh, orange. you know, even even if if they find even if they find him guilty, he's he's not going to spend any time behind bars. Not at all. You know, But and it's it, nice to think about. it, 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 oh, it absolutely yeah, because he absolutely should. He should spend the rest of his fucking life in an orange jumpsuit somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely. Well, the problem with that is that he just disappeared in the background. He That just like walking I was like around. thinking, I was like spray tan. No, but no, like it's it, it's. he is a prime example of like the folks that say that they're star seeds they need to feel special Mm -hmm. Yeah. and you're not special there's nothing about you that is special like you 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 make the thing that is special about you you make that happen like Yeah. the only way people get to be good at tarot is not because they were born with a gift to read tarot it's because they fucking studied to read tarot the reason people are good at witchcraft is because they put the fucking work in like yeah you might have been born into a family that is like magically inclined that is a real thing uh you and austin both are prime examples of this but you wouldn't have done shit if you guys did not put the work in Yeah. like you could say oh my mom like you mike you'd be like oh my mom my grandmother my you know my grandma grandma we we all were witches uh and, and But I, I didn't practice, so I, but I still can do things. I could probably cast a spell, and sure, maybe you could, Mm hmm. but nope. Like, you, you put the work in. That's what made you a gifted witch. Same with Austin. Austin Yeah. had, you know, his, his Nona and his Mamaw, and, like, they taught him the things, but, like, it could have just stopped there, you know? Yeah. And Yeah, it Austin could have. wouldn't be nearly as good as he is today if he did not put the fucking work in going through all that Wicca bullshit. I mean, that Wicca stuff. I mean, that Wicca, he did his things. Um, That's right. Ah! um,
but he did his things and he got really good at what he did because he fucking did the work. That's what makes you special. Yeah. Not that you're a star seed. Should just hear what Jasper said. Jasper said you were special. Well, thank you. After belittling me and we only a core a core component of how I grew. We we only belittle you because we love you. I know. Hey, hey, hey now, hey now, hey now. You started as a Wiccan and then you lapsed and you've stayed lapsed. Yeah, that's true. He's gonna he's gonna bust out a a, a Wiccan ceremony at the end of April, though. We're we're uh, the coven has been asked to go and lead ritual at a a local pagan event. And, and one, she canceled it between Wicca and tradition. yeah, the, yeah, the organizer, yeah, the organizer of the event, I, I think has has some difficulty distinguishing the difference between Wicca and witchcraft. Um, and so she wants our coven and we're not a Wiccan coven. She wants us to go and she wants us to officiate her to kind of lead some ritual. Um, but she was very specific about wanting a Wiccan ritual, you know, which, which Austin can do. Austin is, is, is still a considered a, you know, he's still a Wiccan high priest, well, so he, he can do that. The, the, the struggle I have with that is there are oaths that I took that I cannot break. And but there are public things that you can do. There are public things I can do. You have to be able to do public things. Cause that's how Wiccans recruit. Not really. You, guys don't, you don't recruit? No. We usually hey, actually, hey, hey. like, you have proselytize. to... Proselytize. Hmm? I was joking. I said proselytize. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. exactly yeah. No, actually, in Wicca, you have to reach out, and then you have to, by reaching out, traditionally, the high priest and the high priestess will issue some sort of, like, questionnaire, like, why... Mm. You know, is is your partner okay with this? And then from there, you'll have to meet with some of the uh, like second degrees mm-hmm. um, initiates. So that way you can like, they can basically do the SNP test on you. And then if you do that, then you might be welcomed to an outer court gathering where not really any ritual is done. Okay. Anyway. So any- I know this is important information and I'm, I'm not even like not to just like that's that's important information because um, that again reiterates my point. Y'all put the work in. The only reason Austin knows these things and can do the like that's bullshit and I'm not even like a practicing Wiccan anymore like I'm Wiccan diet Wiccan. I call people I tell people you're diet Wiccan meaning you could be a Wiccan if you needed to in a pinch. Um but I'm caffeine free Wicca. You might drink it if there's no caffeine. Exactly. But, but like you put the work in. Yeah, so there's a lot of work. That's something it's it's funny because even with some of the dedicants, we're like, yeah, the dedicancy process of the coven's really not that like hard, like comparatively. And then me and one of my other coven sisters are like, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Yes, we have, we have two lapsed Wiccans, two lapsed Wiccans in the coven now. Um, anyway, that's okay. So, all right, I don't know. I I think you know we're we're pretty much at the end as far as our our uh, our our topic. I don't know. I think we touched upon some good things, you know. And it's um, yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit of help to to people who who listen to this episode if they can make it past our our conversation, our rambling, if you my, if... my angry diatribes. If you're uh, neurodivergent, you should probably follow this pretty well. 
There you no go. Typical folks. Good there luck. you go. There you go. That very good. Very well said. All right. Does anybody have anything they wanted to add? I think Jasper had something that they wanted to talk about. Yes, Jasper. I think you you had a um a, an a, an observation. Um, what you're hating? About... Oh yes. Okay. So, um, for those of you who might be wondering why I'm saying that, I I jokingly said to Austin and Mike when they asked if I would do the podcast with them, I was like, only if we can do a what we're loving and what we're hating. So y'all have to indulge me with that. Oh, we we haven't done one in a long time. That's why I'm like, we got to do it because I have a one that I'm hating, and one that I'm hating is um. The lack of proper attention, we'll call it that, right? That the witchcraft community as a whole, I should say, is giving to the literal the the the, the literal beginning stages of a genocide that's about to take place against the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm-hmm. Like we are literally witnessing the the very there are things that the I'm gonna just start I'm gonna get political everybody if you don't like that you can tune out but if you tune out you're part of the problem so I'm just gonna say that too that's, that's another thing if you're tuning out politics and like you're like like I just can't I just can't do it I just can't do it I just don't know that fucking grow pair seriously. Mm-hmm. Start paying attention. Start fucking paying attention. Like, I don't want to hear about I'm a badass witch and I take care of my problem. Bitch, you don't even take care of the people who are needing your help. Okay, but that we'll get into that in a second. We're we're witnessing the starting of like an actual genocide against the LGBTQIA plus community with the laws that are recently getting passed. Like here in Indiana, okay, we just. Uh, pass laws that ban gender affirming care for anyone under the age of 18 and on top of that they passed their own version of the don't say gay bill that florida had where teachers are no longer allowed to discuss any kind of lgbtqi plus topic in the school um so if you are gay and you're a teacher in indiana you can't acknowledge that you even have a partner yeah. You could that could be considered a fireable offense in our state. And the witchcraft community is just crickets. Yet they got all in uproar when we were talking about, you know, you know, lemon hexes and that bullshit. We can do all those things. And they're like, and then you're doing these things and you, you see these TikToks of people getting these little baneful workings going and they're like, don't come for me. We're the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn. Bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah. No, seriously, shut the fuck up. Because I didn't see you at the rally. I didn't see you at the state house. You haven't even made a post on Facebook, right? Not a single thing. Yet you want to be like, don't come for me. Or like, this is the right way to do witchcraft. Or they love to get in these arguments about Hecate. Oh, God. They're having all these little gatekeepy conversations about, like, if you're not from this part of the world, if you're not a Hellenistic practitioner, you can't be working with Hecate. Bitch, you don't even know that she isn't a Greek goddess. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it's just so infuriating to me that these people, like, 
claim to be a witch. Do you know that being a witch means that you have an obligation to fight and protect the marginalized? Like that is like kind of written into the contract of being a witch. If you call yourself a witch, the goddess Diana, who is in charge of all fucking witchcraft, right? She's the queen of witches, right? She's going to come for you and she'll be like, where the fuck were you? Hmm? I didn't see you at the rally. You didn't go do this shit. I don't care what deities you're working with. You claim to be under my umbrella, not in this lifetime. Or the next one. Yeah. And and these 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 wannabe like witches that are like, oh, I do these things. I, they can't even fucking go and vote. They can't donate money. They yeah. can't make a post about donating money. I have no time for it. So I'm hating yep. that our community, this this witchcraft community, has forgotten its first charge. Yeah, no, that that's you're absolutely right. Sorry. No, no I'm actually good. not sorry. No, let me rephrase that. I'm not fucking sorry. And I will continue to say this. If you're not protecting people who who need help, who are literally crying out for you to help them, I will make it my personal my personal fucking job. With all the spirits that back me. Yeah. To make it to where you will never cast another effective spell again. Mm -hmm. You will never do another effective ritual. People will know that you are a charlatan because that's exactly what you are. You're a fucking charlatan. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's true. And yeah, and you raised some very good points. And those are those are all important things I think people need to consider. Um, you know, if anybody listens to this podcast and it is you're not a, a witch or a magical practitioner or a spiritual practitioner of some sort, I have why, why the hell are you listening to us? Um, but but if you are, but those, those are the ones in in response to you know to kind of what you were saying. Yeah, I, I I've had that interaction a lot with people over the years that have that like, well, I don't like to bring politics into my spirituality, and it's like, well, we don't live in that world anymore. We 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 have we not never lived in that. We world. we have not lived in a world where you could keep politics out of spirituality since Christianity became a thing. So so we 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 we've never yeah we can't we we can't do that you can't take that approach has always always been political yeah well always more so now when we look at I think the very sad circumstances going on in our country and just uh, just 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 a quick aside let's take this the simple fact real quick like okay you have this um this the the Tennessee being fucking stupid yeah um. We're we're gonna ban all types of drag, okay? Um, that's dumb. But you know what that law really is gonna do? That means it's gonna be a direct attack on trans mm-hmm. women. Yep. Because not everybody can get the gender affirming surgeries and things that they need to be very feminine presenting. Mm-hmm. So to someone who is identifying as a trans woman or a trans uh femme individual, yep. To them, they could have just a normal bearded face but wearing a dress to them mm-hmm. is what they need you know yeah and 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 this law that they have in tennessee which they're thinking about passing in all the red states because that's mm-hmm. just what they fucking do yep the, it, it's it's going to get these little people they're going to start calling the police they're gonna be like we got somebody here who thinks they're they're they're, they're doing the drag thing and really there's out to fucking lunch right yeah. Yep, existing. They're existing, and it's a direct attack on the fact that they're going to get it. They're existing, 
And now they're going to go to jail because they're dressed how they normally dress. That's what's dangerous about this bill. Yes, it sucks. Drag, drag is an art. Uh, drag queens are fierce. They are formidable. Um, and they can do makeup better than half these bitches I have ever seen. Okay? Mm -hmm. But it's not just an attack on drag queens or drag kings. It is a direct attack on trans men and women. Yep. Because now you're going to have, like, it's not just drag queens. That's what they forgot. It's also drag kings that yeah. this law affected. So that means trans men are mm -hmm. also going to have that issue. Yeah. And people are just like, oh, well, that sucks. I guess I'm not going to go live in Tennessee. That's not the fucking point. Yeah, like that that can't that can't be the end of your response to that situation. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It is it, it's it's disgusting and I think um you, you know it's 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 definitely a, a good thing to be talking about. You know, the, those the, the, this where our, right now our our country is well it's not just our country unfortunately but the US is definitely we're fucked up and we're moving in definitely in the wrong direction. And, you know, and I know a lot of people out there that are like, well, I don't know drag Queens and I don't know anybody who's trans, you know? And I always love that because I'm always like, I bet you do. You just don't realize. Um, but, um, but I think that people are, we have this concept of separation now, I think so much like as, you know, as individuals, right. Where it's very much this, this this thing that happens with people a lot where they're like well you know it doesn't it doesn't affect me personally or it doesn't affect people that i love you know and so i'm not going to get involved right or uh but the thing is, is that these kinds of these kinds of situations though you know when you've got one marginalized community that is being attacked it doesn't stop at that community no you know? because it's, it's very much that 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 poem when when they came for such and such, I didn't re I speak out because I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. But when they came for me, there was no one left. Exactly. Yep. And they're coming for you. That's the problem. They are. They are. They're just taking steps to get to it. Exactly. Yep. They're they're trying to start a civil war without actually firing a bullet. Yeah, that, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and just war, wars of culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, um, and this yeah. is this is one of those things that like. Democrats at like the the highest level are gonna say, "Oh, that's shitty," but really they're not gonna do anything about it because they're yeah. like not really that like upset about it because it's not touching their money. Yeah. You see, that's another thing. It, yep. it it's very much like they're like, "Ah, oh, how dare they attack the LGBTQIA plus people?" But then they do nothing. Yeah, they're not outspoken against it. The only one that's outspoken against is fucking Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. Well, and they're, they're literally against everything. Exactly, because they should be. Yeah. Yeah. We should have more of those. We should have fucking the president of the United States literally going, "This is shitty." Not only is it shitty, I'm going to literally do everything I can to challenge this at the highest level. Mm -hmm. Because you're taking away people's rights. Yeah. To exist. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I people just yeah, it's something that we all need to be mindful of uh, because it's just another sign of how our our our, our society, humanity, our our country here in the U.S. And, you know, is like we're we're 
we're going downhill and pretty soon it's going to, it's going to affect everybody. Everybody will get, get a taste of, of the, of the evil. It's and I also want to say, I understand it is hard. It is, it is something that like, it's exhausting. Like there is part of me that's like, I just want to fucking move and go to a safe red or a safe blue state and just live my life. Mm. And then there's the other part of me that wants to go burn the goddamn Capitol building down because like, it's a both and. You yeah. can be both. It is okay to be both. Be like, I am exhausted, but I still got work to do. Yeah. Well, and little things, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I was, it, little things can really go a long way. You know, I, I wasn't going to mention this just because I, yeah, I, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a toot my own horn kind of person, but, um, but we, we, we've got tomorrow as a component of the transgender day of remembrance that's happening all over the country. Um, yes, we are. We're we're going to be going. And I had a, a lovely it was actually a customer um, today that contacted me that was like, hey, are you guys going to be there? You know, because here in our local area, we do a lot to support the trans community and the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and, um, you know, and I was talking to this customer and I was like, I didn't realize that was something that was happening here locally. I knew that there were marches happening. I'll, you know, I, I thought that was just in Washington, D.C., um, you know, and she was telling me like, oh, no, they're doing those in every state. And I was like, oh, well, shit, you know, so I, I got online and I did a little bit of research and I found out where this is happening. And so um, I and and several other people, the Coven, uh, the Coven sisters here, we're we're going to go up to the Capitol tomorrow and we're we're going to join a protest, um, you know, and it's and it's it's not asking a lot of us. It's going to be, you know, uh, maybe at an hour of our day, maybe. And, you know, and it's and it's. It it doesn't take much. It it really it doesn't take much, you know. Um, we, and I, we we have one on Saturday, not for Trans Day of Remembrance, but we're going to be urging. And I want anybody who lives in Indiana to hear this and come to Indianapolis because we need you on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, to urge Governor Holcomb veto the fucking bill. Yeah. He has an opportunity. He's going to be signing it on Saturday because Saturday is a non-work day. And then he's not thinking anybody's going to be there to watch him. Yeah. Uh, we're all going to be there. Veto the fucking bill. Well, I hope he does. I He, he won't. I mean, he's a fucking is deeply he? red. But he's going to start. He's he, they're, they're thinking he's going to run for Senate. Um, oh, okay. Because our current senator is stepping down to run for governor. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it's like I said, the world is just seems like it's going to hell in a handbasket. And unfortunately, I won't be able to go to that tomorrow, though I want to really bad. Well, that's OK. My my point in bringing that up is, is in trying to relate that to people who hear this that have that like, well, I don't know what to do. And it seems like a, a lot of work and it seems like it's scary to get involved in these things. But it, it, it doesn't is scary. It doesn't have it. to be. It doesn't have to be a lot of work and it doesn't have to be scary. It can be as simple as you know, donating money to the right organization to help. It can be as simple as getting in your car and going and standing in a crowd of other people and just kind of raising your voice for a few moments to make sure that anybody who is paying attention realizes that, no, we're not just going to roll over. We're not just going to let this happen. Um, You know, it does not have to be hard. No, it doesn't. It literally, the bar is so fucking low for you to fucking participate. Like why, why are you not participating? Exactly. Yeah, and if, you, if you're one of those people who's like, well, I love the LGBTQIA plus community. If you're a group of white women who loves to come to our safe spaces, to our clubs and our bars, and you're not stepping up to do anything, you're the problem. And if you get kicked out of a gay bar or a gay club, um, we don't really fucking care. 
because Not, you nope. didn't do anything. Um, that being said, uh, our coven is also centering a workish on Sunday. So, um, we're no, the, they're the, yeah. Mike has coordinated this with other various practitioners mm-hmm. around, around the U S and the world. And, um, I'll let Mike talk about it. Cause Mike has more of the details. Oh, I, I wasn't really going to talk about it, but, um, but I guess maybe we should. So for our listeners, if you are interested in joining us, uh, this Sunday, uh, April 2nd at 5 PM mountain standard time. And if you don't know what time that is in your time zone, Google it. Uh, yes. Anyway, but that is that is 7 p.m. on the Eastern Standard Time. That is 6 p.m. Yes. on Central Time. I literally can do this right now. Yeah. And if you're if you're on, on the Pacific. West, yeah. If you're on the Pacific Time, you're an hour behind. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, basically. So 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. Excuse me. 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, yes, we are going to be focusing a working to um, to continue to stoke fire in people's hearts around combating transphobia and combating the the evil agendas that are being pushed by the conservative Christian right here in the U.S. Um, and, and other places as well. Um, so the working is going to be done to that, to kind of raise energy, to add energy to the cause, to remind people that this is something we still need to be fighting for, and also to do what we can to try to raise some additional forces of protection around members of the trans community. Um, who are really struggling right now in a lot of ways. You know, if it's not physical violence, it's emotional violence and, you know, and just, just mental health issues, self-harm, you know, people are committing suicide. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's ugly. It's ugly. It's been bad for a really long time and it's even worse now. Um, and that is the purpose of that working. And you can join us very easily. Take a few moments at at that time, sit down. If you can, maybe light a candle if you want to, and you have the knowledge on how to do this, um, get online and do what you can. Find the the, the trans uh, um, identity symbol. It's it's like a kind of like a combination of like the symbol for Venus, the symbol for Mars. Like you know, like you've got, you know, um, yeah. If you just do a Google, Google search for like trans symbol, you'll 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 find a whole bunch of images for it. But we're utilizing that as a sigil to kind of charge and connect our work with the network that we've established. Um, and sit and and light a candle and sit and hold that image in your mind or maybe etch that symbol into your candle, whatever, however your practice works, right? And give, if you can, even just 15 minutes to just sit and to focus, to breathe and to send your energy and your intent up to connect with the rest of us who are doing this and to focus on like power, power to the trans community, power to trans allies and and protection, protection to the same groups. Um. Yeah, and that's yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. That's and that's what we're doing. And um, yeah. But every every extra person that joins is just a, a little bit of extra power. And um, and it's something that yeah. we can do energetically. Something we can do to supplement the the physical, the mundane things that we we need to be doing, like going to protests or donating money or calling our senators. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to do all that shit too. Um. Yeah. Anyway. No, seriously, like, it, like I literally just want a whole ass tangent about like that is the bare minimum you witches can do, and I'm talking to you witches that are listening to this that have never literally, you know, who you are. Yeah, yeah, you know who you are. Fucking do it. Just yep. light a candle. 
go get a candle and fucking light a candle. That's right. It's Jasper says, y'all come in and buy up all the chime candles. You know, you got one. Yep. Literally, and the chime candle will take 15 minutes to burn. Exactly. If that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, all right, y'all. I, I'm going to I'm gonna say I think we got an episode. Um, let's see. I guess have any, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, drink some fucking water. Yes, stay hydrated. Yes, a hydrated yes. witch is a happy witch. Yes, there you go. Because yeah, we're all basically fucking plants at this point. That's true. Yes. Plant food. I think I think in our case they call us fruits. <laughs> I am actually a lovely peach, thank you. Um Austin, you're on. a peach too. You have a nice peach. Ooh. Thank you. Um anyway, uh thank you everyone for listening. This has been a lovely episode. Uh stay safe, stay healthy, and stay witchy. Yes. All right. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.